When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode may contain explicit language. Welcome to Mom and Dad Are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Monday, November 6th, the Lights Out edition. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who is 10, and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 11, Oliver, who's 9, and Teddy, who's 7. We live in Tokyo, Japan. I'm Zach Rosen. I make another podcast. It's called The Best Advice Show. And I'm dad to Noah, who's 6, and Ami, who's 3. We live in Detroit. On today's show, we have a letter from a parent who can't get their kids to settle down at bedtime. Then we will have recommendations and some advice from you as we dive into our mailbag. See you back here in a minute. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. Let's get into our listener question. Dear mom and dad, we have a young school-aged child who resists settling down at bedtime, even when our nightly routine is well-established. For example, there are nights when he just won't relax after we read stories and turn off the lights. We're seeking a practical and fair approach that we can enforce without being too strict. Any recommendations or ideas to make bedtime smoother? Thanks. Bedtime never ends. Okay. First... I think that you need to look at your routine and just make sure that it's hitting all of its goals. So that would be the first thing that I did is just like, are you meeting sensory needs? Um, uh, My kids need some like movement. So like some yoga or some jumping around before you brush teeth. Are they getting like a little bit of, of adult time that is like focused on them like are you sitting with them a minute and letting them talk are you like reading are you getting that cuddle time in like making sure that that progression is happening because you say you have a routine but like is the routine meeting all their needs um all right this is what we did when I had a very similar issue I also think this is just like something that happens with kids sometimes like they just the 
they don't want to go to bed. The adults are staying up. Why can't they stay up, right? Like they think they're missing all of the fun. But we just needed a little bit of like enforcement. So I did something called bedtime passes, which I had read about. And then we kind of tweaked to make it work for us. We had them decorate note cards and each of them had three of them, three little bedtime passes. They can use these passes to get out of bed for something specific. Or if they get out, we take a pass. Um, And any passes in the morning were exchanged for something for the day. And this could be anything, whatever you were motivated by. We exchanged ours for like time with us, essentially. So like if you turned in three passes, we made a little chart. This could be 15 minutes of getting to play Nintendo Switch with one of us or a board game or something that would happen. So and they could turn in, you know, we we were the new camps. We had a whole elaborate system <laughs> on the wall of passes and things. But you could make it really simple with uh you know, a little toy or a sticker, depending on how old your kid is. But we essentially were trying to make them think like, is this worth a pass, right? So like we, you don't want to get up um, because you'll have to use a pass. After they use all of their passes, they just kind of get a hug, picked up, back in bed, a hug, pick up, back in bed. Uh, and, And this did work for us. Eventually they started staying in bed. I did offer them like, I think a book or a podcast or a little projector that puts stars on the sky, like something to help them lay there. Because I don't know if you've ever had trouble sleeping or like getting down, but it is hard to be like, I am now going to lay down. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just let me be here. Oh, yeah. So I think any chance to make that a little bit easier at the same time of making them understand that this is a choice that they're making. And my last little tip is that, don't shut their bedroom door. I, When I first started doing this, I left the bedroom door open and I would sit just down the hall so like the, so that it's still like dark, but I would sit just down the hall and fold laundry or read my book or do some kind of task where I was physically right there kind of moving around. But you need to be, I, I didn't want to sit outside the room like I have nothing to do to do. I wanted them to know I was I was busy. I do jobs after you go to bed, right? This is one of the reasons I need you to go to sleep is because I need some time to do some things. But once I shut the door, it was like then they needed to open it if they need something to check in on me. It's like if I'm kind of there and I'm poking my head in, I found they were more likely to to kind of stay there. So that's what worked for me. I don't, do you guys have some, some tips? I wonder... Uh... If your kid's bedtime is too early, maybe because they're mm. getting older, they should just be able to stay up a little later. Mm. Um, that's a possibility. If if you've tried that and it's like, yeah, they stay up later, but then they won't get up for school. I, I totally get that. But it's possible that, that your growing kid is just ready for a later bedtime. Uh, so that's one thing to explore. Uh, Liz, what you just said about podcasts. I mean, like Noah goes to sleep with a podcast pretty much every night. It's usually Brains On or Arthur. Um, and she uses it. I think as ambient noise, like I don't know how much of it she's absorbing, but there's like a whole genre of, of podcasts that are designed to just make you go to sleep. Like, um, get sleepy is one. Um, I can't sleep. They're like boring podcasts with like beautiful, like resonant voices reading boring stories. And if you haven't tried that, like that might put your kid to bed real fast. Something that we've been doing with Ami, our three-year-old who is, pretty rambunctious at night um even when it's late like he he does have a hard time going to sleep he's into trains um and 
there's this one YouTube video called California Trains by Mike Armstrong. I know his name because we watch it every goddamn night. Um, and he's just like a train spotter guy who has just videoed like hundreds of trains in California departing and leaving um, stations or just or just driving by. And we just like watch California trains for five minutes. And that's a very nice kind of soothing way to to start drifting off and and that usually um helps and it's kind of a treat it's like oh i get tv it's like yeah it's uh it's train tv though so just the sound of the train and i don't know i mean do you remember how you felt when you read polar express as a kid i feel like there's just like something about trains and sleep that are i know do you have the book steam train dream train no but i get that from your library okay great it was our we we had big train people that was like our favorite nighttime book yeah yeah oh good um i co-sign the podcast to me is like such an easy uh win i i do a podcast or something at night too because i have a Mm -hmm. hard time like getting into bed and feeling like i have nothing to do Mm -hmm. when the job is to go to sleep it's like i think the podcast is like a bridge for that i don't and if your kid's old enough i mean there's nothing puts me to sleep more than taking out a book and starting to read so if it's old enough like you could treat like hey Put yourself to bed, read for a little while. Yeah, and yeah get a small reading They won't last light. more than 10 minutes, yeah. I think they should also check in about sugar intake mm-hmm. and see, you know, and we're dessert people, so I get it. Yeah. But, you know, it's possible that your child is having a little bit, you know, too many sweets uh, late in the evening and it's got them wound up and making it harder for them to go down. Yeah. And, and stop giving them espresso, too, after dinner. Yeah. Enough of that. Just give them decaf. I wanted to recommend the book Goodnight Yoga, a pose-by-pose bedtime story. That is still one of our favorites. We don't use the book anymore. We just do some of the the poses. Um, And there's also that Cosmic Kids Yoga has some, like, bedtime one if you wanted to do, like, you know, you're all after dinner, you all go to wherever and do that together in front of the TV and then move on um, to kind of your next thing I don't, it's a yeah. good like transition yeah for us yeah lamas day too which is in that same tradition because yeah because that feels like oh i get to play now but it's actually these very you know soothing meditative movements that are absolutely mm-hmm. a great transition i, I couldn't agree more yeah, we, we do that a lot there's lots of like checking in with your body which i think is like a good way to sort of like how am i feeling am i feeling antsy and that that was sort of the idea with the bedtime passes too is like check sometimes you do have to get up and that's okay but like we're checking in about like do i have to get up or do i am i bored in some sense which is we're supposed to kind of be getting bored jamila was night was naima ever like this like up 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 no she wasn't um she gets she wakes up at night like to this day she'll still wake up and come get in the bed with me but like generally like when I put her down she falls you know she swears she's like I don't sleep well I'm like Naima I watch you sleep (laughs) she's like I never fall asleep I'm like I hear you snoring you know like I know that you start the night out sleep so that really wasn't much of a problem for us when she was small but we still have like bedtime rituals together like she's not at the age where I can be like all right girl good night you know like go in the room and put yourself down we still either read together or we watch a show together and wind down um do our skincare together she still requires but there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that like we do that 
as adults, like I feel like Jeff and I have routines we do together before we go to bed. I don't like even Henry is like, it's not the same anymore, but he there are still things he clearly need. Like he still comes in for a hug. We all brush our teeth at the same time, even if Jeff and I are going to like eat again. Like there are these things I think we do as a family that makes us sleepy. Like there's nothing that makes you sleepier than having someone else sleeping, right? <laughs> like, I don't know, but when I lay with the kids or if I'm in there, it is, it is like <laughs> better than any kind of sleep mm-hmm. medication. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just, just like, to hear oh. someone like breathing deep like that. Yeah. Uh, I did want to plug one other. We're using this book, A Poem for Every Night of the Year. Um, uh, I would say this year, but we started it when we got to Tokyo. And it's a very nice book boring way to end our story sometimes the kids pick stories that are kind of like up but this has lovely little like thematic poems sometimes they're way over their head sometimes they're not um but we're really enjoying just reading one little poem before i turn off the light one more thing to consider is melatonin yeah they make it for kids obviously i am not a doctor but We've used it in the past and it worked pretty well. Um, And there's some other homeopathic um, over-the-counter child sleep aids that you can buy too. Yeah, talk to your doctor too. I will say this is such a good point because um, if your child has ADHD, sensory processing, any of that, some of those, and again, not a doctor, some of those neurodivergent stuff, they actually can't produce the melatonin the same way or can't. Uh, some doctor's going to write in with the actual knowledge, but some kids have a harder time with that kind of getting over over the the hump of feeling sleepy, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes like a little bit of melatonin can help them eventually start to produce it. Um, there's certain like nights or certain things that happen, so definitely talk that that for Oliver for a while. Um, the doctor was like, you should just try this. And it worked like a charm. He was just like up. He could not settle. Um, and we used it for a while. And then he stopped needing it. So that's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you. Bedtime never ends. Please keep us posted. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. See you back here in a minute. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. 
Soul to Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Soul to Story are available now. All right, we're back. Before we get out of here, we're going to do some recommendations. Elizabeth, what are you recommending this week? Okay, I am recommending the Google Chrome library extension, which is uh, if you use Google Chrome as a browser, they probably have this for other browsers, but I'm a Google Chrome user. Mm -hmm. If you install this um, extension, when you are on Amazon and you look up a book, it will tell you if it is available at your library. Um, You can add in all your libraries. You can add in Libby, Hoopla, like whatever electronic resources. And when you click the button, it'll take you right to it. For me, this is like the, I don't know if you have... um, I have multiple libraries that we belong to. And so the idea of searching through all of them, the Libby app is actually, if you have the Libby app, which is the like uh, checkout for eBooks that most libraries are using now uh, and and um, audiobooks, it does search all of your libraries if you, at the same time now, which is great. But this to me is the easiest to like go to Amazon. I type in the book and it tells me if it's at the library. It tells me how many copies they have, all of that. It's just kind of made my life uh, in finding the books that the kids want. Or if I'm reading about something, I can just quickly put it in or just like add it to my Amazon wish list from my phone and then go look and see if it's at the library. It's just kind of been a really great way for, for me to um, check. And it pops up every time. So once you install it and... And anytime you're looking on Amazon, it kind of reminds you, like, do you really need to buy this? Or could you <laughs> could you just check it out at the library? Love that. That's really smart. Cool. Very nice. Zach? I am recommending... Well, if you heard um, last week's show, you know that we're going through it right now. So uh, yeah. Shira made a puppy chow. You might know it as Muddy Buddies. Do you all know that snack? It's So it's yeah. rice checks yes. with... Uh, like a chocolate chip peanut butter in the microwave fudge mixture, and then you top it with powdered sugar. So that alone is just like one of the great party snacks. But do you know what I did? I took that puppy chow and turned it into straight up cereal. So I poured a, this this happened <laughs> at least three times in the last couple of days, poured myself a huge bowl of puppy chow and then doused it in milk. So it was just like the world's most decadent uh, sweet cereal. And... My God, that was so good. Um, did I feel better after? No, but it was delicious during. And if you want to just like go all out, uh, treat yourself to Muddy Buddies in milk. That sounds so oh my God. It sounds good. so good. But don't, yeah. our cereal a comfort food for, it's a comfort yep. food for me. Yes. Like something the about with the cold milk. Comes together. Like, like you don't have to prepare it. So I think it's also for, you don't have to have your, your life together. This sounds delicious. Another one, another one for the mom and daughter fighting cookbook. <laughs> yes. You unlocked a special childhood memory. I remember being at day camp and one of the counselors so nice. made us muddy buddies, which is just so unthinkable now. Like somebody <laughs> brought food from home that they prepared, you know, but like it was so good. And I begged my mom. I was like, I have to have this again, please. I went so many years without having puppy child. Oh, like I don't, I don't think it was until they started marketing it as muddy buddies. Oh, really? That's what's called on the shelf, right? Oh, muddy buddies. I think so, yeah. Oh, they yeah, like checks makes but it now. I'm sure it'll still like do you the can track. buy it pre-made yeah it's not as good because it's not gooey like homemade ones are gooey yeah Yeah. but yes you're right it does it keep the the like what happens to the mixture in the milk is it like floating on the top or no yeah that's true the denser pieces that are like covered in chocolate those might sink (laughs) 
um, whereas the less chocolatey, more powdery ones float. But no, it was just uh, it was a blur, quite frankly. But a delicious um, blur. Yeah, just a that a, you repeated. Wonderful. <laughs> yep, three times in two days. Yeah, so good. You nice. should have another bowl after this. Sounds delicious. It, they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> all gone. No. Did you make a whole box of checks worth? Well, we we went to a big friends thing this weekend, um, and so Shira made two. It was two full cereal boxes worth. Oh wow! Um, and, and we got the leftovers. Nice. And when I say we, I mean me, because Shira didn't have. She I ate them when she was away <laughs> at work. <laughs> Um, what have you got, Jamila? Well, I don't have a family-friendly recommendation this week, but I think I have a good one. It's a movie. It came out last year, and it's streaming on Netflix now. It's called No Hard Feelings. Okay, it's it the Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence movie. Uh-huh. Uh, it's about a woman. She's in her early 30s, down on her luck. She's about to lose her house. She lives in Montauk, where rich people go vacation. So she's one of the locals. Um, and this couple advertises uh, that they will give a free car to a young woman who will date their son. They're like a teenage son. They're te- like- yeah, there's he's like a he just graduated high school, so he's eighteen. Okay. And uh-huh. I heard about you know I'd seen the commercials for it or whatever, and I thought oh that might be fun. I watched it this weekend. It is so funny. It is so funny. Like okay, I'm the excited because the, the person in front of me was watching it on the plane, and uh-huh. I was like oh I think I because the the guy who plays the boy was. He's like from Dear Evan Hansen from Broadway, who uh, oh. in New York, and so oh. I recognized him and Jennifer Lawrence, and I was googling it. But then I was like, you know, I just read the description. I was like, I don't know, is this going to be funny or is this going to be? But it's funny. You're saying it's funny. It's funny. And a little touching, it. and now it makes sense that the boy's a Broadway star because he sings at one point <laughs> in the movie. And I was watching it with a friend. We were like. He can sing, yeah. you know, like you just don't expect an actor to just randomly, yeah. you know, have this other talent. But he's a great singer and it's a really very funny movie. The parents are funny. It's just good. Great. It's on Netflix. Right? And it's on Netflix. Sweet. All right. Well, we've got one more thing before we go. We want to share some of the amazing notes and letters that you guys have been sending us. First up, we heard from lots of you after our episode called Traveling with Kids is like pulling off a heist. And you all shared some tips and tricks of your own. Jessica wrote, after listening to the letter asking for advice while traveling with kids, I thought of a tip that really helped us. Starting from about two and a half or three years old, I made a little flow chart of the long haul flight using pictures to show what would happen on the plane. For example, boarding, iPad playtime, stretching, snack time, story time, brushing teeth, sleep, playtime, walking up and down the aisle, eating, etc. This helped the kids know what was going to come next, set expectations about sleeping, etc. My kids like checking things off a list, so it was also fun for them. And we got this one from Tara to help with that air pressure discomfort. You mentioned ear pain when flying with kids. May I share my solution with you? A special earplug that relieves air pressure discomfort. I have been using them for years and they have totally fixed my ear pain during air travel. Way better than chewing gum. Some of you mentioned that you fly frequently, so I thought this might help. They make a children's size and an adult size. I absolutely love the show. Your podcast is my number one favorite podcast. I'm a Slate Plus member because of your show. That's so nice. And I had no idea about these 
Um, that sounds like a great invention. I have not used them, but I went and checked them out after I saw this letter. It sounds like a, a great idea. Yeah. Um, Jen also okay. sent us a letter, and this is one of my favorite hacks, so I'm excited about this. She said, on your Flying With Kids podcast episode, you recommended boarding early with your kids to get situated. For some kids, I'm sure that works, but I present a counterpoint, boarding as late as possible. The earlier you board, the longer kids have to sit in their seat and the longer you need to entertain them there. I've had better luck when I let my littles run around the entire time, people are boarding, and we just sneak in at the end. This is a risk if you're traveling with carry-on bags in case they run out of overhead bin space, but we are still in car seat territory, so we check a bag anyway. Bonus points if you have a second adult who can board at the regular time to take all the bags and get set up, and then the other adult stays in the terminal with the kids as long as possible. Every family is different, but this is what works for us. Thanks for all of your great advice. So this is what we would do. We'd send one parent with all of the stuff, and the other parent would stay with the kids. That's smart. Uh, and honestly, I usually left Jeff with the kids because if he was traveling with me, then I had some time to like get us all set up. And usually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. honestly, because you can, they would let me board like kid early boarding with all the stuff. Um, and then I right. got like 10, 15 minutes to center myself before <laughs> the chaos. That's your that's your yeah, vacation yeah. right there. That was 10 and minutes. actually on, on some flights now that we've been traveling alone, um, Henry will board with the overhead bags and then I stay with, with Teddy and Oliver. So... I like that the less time on the plane, the better. Yeah, I agree. That's a great point. Thank you so much for writing in. We always love hearing from you guys. Remember, you can reach us at momanddadslate.com. And that's our show. Please subscribe, leave a rating and review, and tell your friends. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Maura Curry. Shasha Leonard is the voice of our listeners. Alicia Montgomery is the VP of Slate Audio. For Elizabeth Newcamp and Zach Rosen, I'm Jamila Lemieux. Thanks for listening. <laughs>